What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of the Rudley Podcast, I'm your host Max Rudley, and this is the, the podcast where we talk all things about culture and film, TV, and much much more, and in, in this new episode, we have a ton to discuss, and that's with a fifth Thor film that could possibly be in, the, in development at Marvel Studios, and, and with a Soka that is just released on Disney Plus with the first two episodes, so I'm going to give you guys my uh, thoughts on that, and, and how this has the, the potential to be a great Star Wars show, and, and even with a, a reboot that, that is coming in the MCU, I Statistical Wars to possibly resetting re- re- everything and e- everything that, that, that we know and, and, and there's uh, so, so much more to discuss and also to talk about that uh, Rebel Moon uh, trailer that I, I dropped and also so much more to, to, to discuss in this episode. And now to us, uh, uh, starting uh, rather the bad, we, we, we have to talk about the, the, the news that everyone has been discussing lately, and that's with a fifth Thor film that could possibly in be in the, the development. And now the, 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 this has been like uh, somewhat confirmed by Taika Waititi and the Thor: Love and Thunder movie special book, and he's like confirmed that that even within the next Thor film, they want like a villain that's more powerful than Hela. Who, who was the villain who, who, who we saw in Thor Ragnarok and, and even so I mean I, I would love, love to see a, fifth, a Thor film and, and I, even so I hope I'd, I'd, I'd treat uh, the character of Thor so seriously after the uh, disappointment and that we got uh, Love and Thunder and, and even with, with, with the fans that, that, that have complained even with, with the character of Thor that, that was all like wacky and, and silly and, and, and just even the, the film overall was such a letdown even with, with the gore who was such a wasted villain but a hope that, that, that they could do better in, in like Thor 5 and even have just some more uh, villains or some alien planets and villains for the Thor to go up against. And if you were that Taika Waititi and that he also added what he plans to do with Thor in the future of the MCU. This is coming from the Thor Love and Thunder movie special book and he said in quote, it's got to be something that feels like it's carrying on with the evolution of the character but in a very fun way and still giving things to come up against. I feel like they're building on the obstacles that he has to overcome. I don't think we have a villain that's weaker than Hela. I feel like we need to step up from there and at a villain at somehow more of a formidable and even with that quote alone even with Hela as I just mentioned who is the villain and Thor Ragnarok and just like so I would love to have a more established and more of a dark villain than like Gore was in Love and Thunder plus I love that Christian Bale's betrayal as Gore but his villain was like such a wasted it was even with Love and Thunder I felt like a comedy from Taika Waititi that was really not funny and and, and, and so even aside from all that and even with like a Thor 5 which rumors could, could, could have that it, it might come before of the King Dynasty or like somewhere in between the King Dynasty and the Secret Wars and it could be a Chris Hemsworth a lot last time playing the uh, God of Thunder himself, and just even so, even with the rumors that are circulating around, and probably a Beta Ray Bill could like, possibly be in, in Thor Five, which we loved in the C plus. It was also hints at Thor Ragnarok. It was, I mean, I would love a more like established, more like a serious character like Thor, as we see seen him throughout the entirety of the MCU, from like the first Thor film, in the Avengers films, and just the Thor Thor films in general. But I would love to see. 
a more so serious, a, a more like a Darth Thor, and even as where where Thor now he now had as a daughter, and even in like the, the post credits scene of Thor Love, Love of Thunder, with with Zeus's son Hercules, who who is now after Thor, after with Thor that attacks Zeus, and just even so, even with with a Brad Goldstein who who played a Hercules in that post credits when we're good they see that character again probably in the near future but even with, with a Thor 5 I hope that I take things more, more seriously and also ha have it more more seriously lead up to, to the next two Avengers films and now uh, next up we have to talk, talk about Ahsoka baby because with the, the first two episodes that have officially premiered on the, the Disney Plus this is with the, the return of Rosie O'Dawson's Ahsoka Tano and even in it's a two episode debut at a, at a which like uh, they uh, changed, changed up the Disney Plus schedule to, to, to now air at Tuesday nights at 9pm Eastern Time and I think people found it more convenable even with this new time and with this new experiment, I think like uh, this is like a test test out, but even with them like releasing the first two episodes, and even with my thoughts, and as a show overall, also spoiler free, of course, I think that this has the potential to be a great Star Wars show, but because even with my thoughts on it, it feels more cinematic. And the shadows, especially for the fans of Star Wars Rebels, because even throughout the the first two episodes, it definitely feels like Star Wars Rebels. Even though we got introduced to Ahsoka in in the live action in the second season, in the second season of the Mandalorian, and and just even so, with the return to Star Wars, it definitely feels like Star Wars Rebels because it's it's even established in like the the first and second episode that like even though with the elements and the with everything, especially f where it kicks out right where the end of Star Wars Rebels left off, and, and just even so, I, I think I, I'm really enjoying the show, especially after the first two episodes. And now, even uh, with the characters in the show, with the Rosa Dawson, I just really loved her performance. She's definitely brought her a game, especially as we've seen her in live action. And even so, it feels just like Rebels, and even as we've seen Ahsoka in animation, and even with like those appearances that the fans are expecting, especially with the people close to Ahsoka, like with Anakin Skywalker, who of course trained Ahsoka throughout the of the Clone Wars and and, and even so I'm hoping for like appearances but even that this has the potential to be a greater Star Wars show even though with this show it's only like eight episodes long and even though with the rest of the characters including for Sabine and Hera like they give great performances as well and they're like the exact same the way that we saw them in uh, Star Wars Rebels, and, and I even uh, so I'm just excited to see for what the show has to offer, and also I, I love seeing Chopper back after we've seen him in Rebels, also. And also, even without the entirety of the show, it feels just like Rebels, especially from the first episode, and even within like the second episode. And even though with these episodes, they leave you wanting more after the next, especially within the first and second episode, it always leaves you on like a cliffhanger. And this has the potential to be a great Star Wars show. Plus, I mean, I'm saying this because even with the past Star Wars shows that we've gotten, like with the Book of Boba Fett and the Obi Wan. 
point Kenobi series that they, they all end up taking side quests, but, but like and because even though what those shows that they were somewhat good, but in any way said that they were like not good. But but even but I loved I loved Andor. But even with the uh, Ahsoka series, I think that this has the potential to be a good show. Even if it takes like one tiny side quest, but I think it'll stick to the story and especially for what the show is is really about. And even at the show ends in like a good way. And even the, the the show has a director references and, and connections from Star Wars Re- Rebels, and so with it, with the people that have not seen Rebels that are doing it in the show for the, for the first time, if uh, Ahsoka is like its own thing, I mean, it, it's not even though like it, it, they expected it to, to take place in the Mandalorian timeline, and, and it's and plus even with the characters that that are mentioned, especially in, in the first two episodes, they directly connect to Rebels as well, maybe because and even. With, with the uh, people who who have watched Rebels, being that the, the, the show is going to feel nostalgic to those fans out there, but like it's, it uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm just really like excited to see for what, what the show has to offer, especially as I love the Star Wars Rebels. I think it's like the best content from from Star Wars out there, but and even uh, I think it's gonna have a lot of connections and references possibly a little later on. And now uh, next up, we are going to talk about the, the thing that uh, people are discussing lately that, that, that is coming from, from Scoopers and that I've been saying that even though with the MCU that it will re- reboot after Secret Wars. And and, and even though with this, and I, I, I think it could be a good, good thing, but, but at the same time, it could be a bad thing as well because even if, if the MCU is going to re- re- reboot, especially uh, with, with uh, re- 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 recasting some of the iconic legacy characters including for uh, for Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and Black Widow, and uh, so, so, so much more. I think with, with these characters that that cannot be a, re- a recast, especially as even for from the base cycle with these characters that that, that a good send off. But but if, if, if it's, uh, even uh, this comes from like a uh, uh, Q gets some toast and he says that, that with, with the MCU it will reboot after Secret Wars. It's going to be done in the way that, the way that James Gunn has rebooted the entire DCU universe after the Flash, and it will be an, an all new and completely different MCU. It will not only be the send off for the Fox universe, but for the entirety of the MCU. And so so uh, that 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 means the send off for the characters that we used to know from the Infinity Saga and even in the Multiverse Saga as well after uh, the King Dynasty and Secret Wars because even uh, the King Dynasty that's accordingly the the groundwork for for Secret Wars with everyone coming together to a takedown cake but even with Secret Wars it's going to be a big movie event with with, with everyone coming together even with the variants of characters and even the Marvel series and Kevin Foggy I I said I I didn't want Secret Wars to be bigger than than, than, than Endgame and bringing all all these iconic characters from from every iconic Marvel franchise to come and and attend King, so it'll be a big movie event, and and then after that, it'll, it'll completely reset everything in the entirety of the MCU. But I, but I, I think that this could not be a good thing. Plus, we're like a layers away from from, from Secret Wars. But it, 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 so, but I mean, I, I, I would like for that to happen, and I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Even until this new phase of the MCU, which people are calling the immune cycle, of course. But so I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see for for what was coming. Even if, if we have to go into a re- reboot after Secret Wars. And uh, next up, we, we, we are to talk about these uh, Disney plushies that, that are going to be re- released 
on oh, no, the physical media for the the, the first time, and, and and this is what like with, 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 with the people that I don't, I don't have an Disney Plus, especially for these Marvel and, and Star Wars Disney Plus shows are going to be released on physical media, and now this is with a Water Vision, and even with the Steelbook art, that just looks so beautiful and just looks so sick. Even with the first season of Loki, and even with these like a release dates that they're going to be releasing, in that that started with the first season of Loki that we were releasing on September. 26 or right before season 2 and even the water vision I think it's going to be released on November 28th I think or something like that and even the first two seasons of the Mandalorian that's it's going to be released on, on December 12th and I even I think this is a good, good idea because even with the people that don't have a Disney Plus or, or even we, we have no, no idea what will happen to these Disney Plus shows in the future I think people like might like have a physical a copy and even with a physical media, even with like a Blu-rays and steelbook covers, but I think this could be a good idea for them to like boost numbers or something like that, or people to watch a little bit more. And and even with my thoughts on it, I think this this could be a good idea. And even back in in the old days, when people were about buying physical copies of movies and shows on Blu-ray, and now even with these these plus shows that are now receiving the physical media treatment, I think this could change the gaming. Even with those other shows, I could be possibly getting a physical media releases in the future. And also, rumor for Falcon and the Winter Soldier could be receiving physical copies as well. And now, uh, lastly, uh, let, let's talk to, to talk about uh, that, that trailer for Zack Snyder's new Netflix film, uh, Rebel Moon, uh, that, that I dropped like, just like, like a, few, a few days ago. Even with, with the look uh, of the trailer, it just looks so uh, beautiful, uh, even with uh, Rebel Moon, and even uh, with, with this uh, three-minute trailer that was put out, even uh, with this world that Zack Snyder is, is building, and uh, even that uh, this is going to be like a two-part movie, especially with a uh, part one that's going to be releasing on December 22nd, and with a uh, Part two, we're releasing on on April nineteenth, and there's even with the look of this footage and and, and these uh, two and, and this a uh, film that's gonna be a two parter. I think it just looks beautiful. It has a like, Game of Thrones, Dune, and, and Star Wars like combined into a style of Zack Snyder that that is like on on Netflix and like, even with people that are, that are super excited for this, and even with, with like Zack Snyder's past work, especially over at DC with a Man of Steel. And Zack Snyder's just his director's cut, but I feel like this has the potential to be great. And even with this trailer alone, it just looks so beautiful. And I can't wait to see for these two part films have in store, even with the first part that's coming out at the end of this year. And so, in conclusion, I'm very excited to see for what's store, especially with these news and rumors that are coming out. That this makes me even more excited. And so that is going to be it for this episode. And tune in the next time for more stuff like this. And with that, I'll see y'all on the next one. Peace.